now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and Tom helping us out as well. So we have uh, two captains as part of the crew today, as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Okay, so uh, we got a lot to cover to do uh, today. Uh, Dennis, uh, matter of fact, has some big news about his Mooney 201 and the engine overhaul that has just been completed by Pinnacle Aircraft Engines. Uh, that's coming up. Plus, we have some pretty cool ideas on how you want to merge aviation and getting hitched, or maybe the lack thereof. I don't know. We, we got an interesting story there. But look, the biggest aviation news story of the week, as far as I'm concerned, is easily the uh, flight attendants. What is it? Italia Air, uh, Airlines? Alitalia, yeah, the, the former state airline of Italy, um, abruptly shut down. Uh, the airline ceased operations about a week ago. And a new airline uh, started up called ITA Airways and took its place as the new national carrier in in Italy. Hmm. However, they didn't take on all of the 10,500 Alitalia employees. They only took on about 2,600, took over some of the airplanes. And so a lot of these former uh, Alitalia uh, flight attendants and pilots and mechanics and other workers, you know, are like, Hey, what, what about us? We've given our hearts and souls to this. And so a bunch of the flight attendants, uh, had a unique protest. Let's just say they wanted to draw attention to their cause. And I think they did a fine job at it. Are you now, with me? I'm on sure this? there's a lot of the dirty old men out there that will probably criticize me and make comments, but you know, the, the jokes have been flowing that it, maybe if they would have done this, the airline would still be solvent, but you know, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> okay. So what they got 50 uh, current or former employees former female Alitalia flight attendants. Yeah. They literally stripped down to their slips in public to protest. They stripped I, I down guess to they, their they certainly got their attention. Underwear and uh they, they got our attention. I mean, you know, what what happened to the good old days of protests like this? Tom, you with me? I mean, this uh, is how I'm, you do I'm it. With you. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's if like you're trying to bras in the 60s yeah, and things like that, right? Come on, bring it back. Yeah, see there, you know, he mentioned, you know, the dirty old man would come out and here it is. Uh so, so but no. Representing. Right. <laughs> Sorry. It, it just uh it, it's kind of, I thought this was a hose at first. I thought this was like a you know, a joke. Uh but but this really happened. I saw the video of it. And they were I'm applauded. Watching the video now. What do you mean? Yeah, they were applauded after they did their, uh, you know, did their stunt. And uh, you know, did people have any idea what the reason they were doing it well, for? I don't know. Were people throwing one dollar bills out <laughs> yeah, there? Or something exactly. I don't, was, 
Hey, maybe uh, it's know, an okay, Italian enough thing. Enough of the dirty old man jokes. I mean, this is all easy stuff here. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, in all seriousness, I mean, they were trying to raise attention because there's a lot of questions about what are they going to do in the future? They're trying to push for five years of unemployment since this was, you know, such a big airline. It was, mm-hmm. you know, officially the state airline. They want some support for those nearly 10,000 people that are now out of work. Right. Yeah. You do feel for them because, yeah, they uh, I, I guess what, like not not even uh, what, 20 percent of the previous staff was uh, allowed to go work for the new airline or something like that. Yeah, something about, yeah, it's like 2,500 out of 10,000 plus. Yeah. So. so that's not ideal, of course. But uh, God bless them for, you know, uh, creating awareness. And I think more folks should take their lead. <laughs> that, that's just me, maybe. But uh, well, it worked. It did. Yeah. It certainly got it's nationwide technique. attention. Mm-hmm. Well, worldwide yeah, attention for that matter. That's yeah. right. I, I, I We're mean, talking about it here, so clearly. Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll be a trend when uh, there's little, you know, employee uh, dust-ups like that. You know, I don't know. Maybe uh, the American Airlines would maybe take... instead of punching flight attendants, they just, uh, you know, start uh, taking their clothes off and so diffuse the situation right there. Mm. Well, there's so mm. many ways we could go with the story. Maybe we ought to just leave it lie. Uh, what do you think, Tom? Well, I'm thinking as as you're speaking, I'm thinking American Airlines and United Airlines. Yeah. And, uh, JetBlue and Comp- their contracts are all coming due, right? So maybe this would be a good way for the flight attendants to uh, maneuver. Bond, bond together. Them. We'll support you. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. I'll have to. I have to mention that my wife had thought in front of her to see what she thinks. Yes. I, well, I have a feeling you're going to be sleeping on the couch. It could be. Do you have could a doghouse? I'm just wondering. Uh, yeah, we do. We'll okay, share it well. with Piper. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So that's one very, very interesting story. And probably the biggest aviation story of the week, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, but there has been a few other things uh, happening. A really good uh, lifestyle uh, story. The, the A little bit more wholesome, I would say, too. And I don't know. Maybe this isn't as... Uh, I don't know. It, it kind of struck me as unique, but maybe it's not. And that was this couple that uh, was written about that got married at a local airport with a grass field, and they had their wedding there at the airport. Like the groomsmen all flew in on like what one seventy twos and whatever something like that came well, in. The groom, the groom flew in in his family's Cessna one seventy, and each of his groomsmen came in in their own airplanes. Each of one was different. Yeah. One came in in the Stinson one o one o eight, another was in the Cessna one eighty five, another in a Ronca Champ, right. and one guy flew in in a one seventy two. And so they chalked their airplanes and walked to the from the grass runway to the ceremony uh, with ZZ Top's sharp dressed man playing in the background. Nice. You know, that's not a bad way to arrive. You know, in a private grass strip air park. I mean, what a what a nice setting for well, a wedding. Yeah, I mean, exactly. really, that's a great venue for a wedding. I, I mean, I've been to many weddings in my day, and I've never considered uh, you know a, a small airport like that being a great place for a wedding. You know, I mean, especially right now. You can kind of have an open air situation, or maybe have it in a hangar. I guess they had the reception in in the hangar there at the uh, at that airport, and I was like, "Gosh, that sounds like a really nice, cool uh, a setting. Something you'd never forget." I, it wasn't real, uh, you know, one much on the high brow side of things. I think they had pizza. You know, hey, don't uh, don't knock it. I mean, no, that, I'm not. I'm just saying <laughs> it was a little bit more on the rustic side for you know the the catering 
uh, type of deal, but it, but it's unique. It's a cool idea. And I'm thinking, hey, this could be you a know, really cool way to repurpose uh, small airports that are a little slow or something, just to uh, have an event every now and then. That'd be kind of neat well, like that, wouldn't it? And personally, I, I like the fact that they, they made this about them. I mean, for four and a half years, they were going on weekly airplane dinner dates and things like that, and even an in-flight prom proposal. So it was just a continuation of their lifestyle. And so rather than blowing a bunch of money on a hotel ballroom and you know custom fancy catering, Hey, save that money for Avgas, and you know, get get yourself off to a start without a, a overly exaggerated uh, cost of a wedding. You know, to me, that right. makes a lot more sense. I agree, Tom. You've been around the block a few times, a little bit longer than I have. Uh, is this a unique thing for for you? Have you ever heard of uh, some pilots doing this kind of thing before, or no? I have heard that, but as as we're speaking, I'm thinking about you know Captain Keith is is going to be coming on here shortly. Mm-hmm. My son works for him, you know, yeah. flight professionals, and he's getting married next November. Uh-huh. So maybe we get Keith to donate a couple airplanes and a couple flight instructors are going to be in Andrew's wedding here. Right. Maybe we can uh, he can contribute some airplanes and we can come over here to Merritt Island or Orlando Executive and have a get a hangar and get it all set up for that. That just might work. Uh, you know what? I think that'd be a perfect venue. Uh, uh, great atmosphere. We could contact the Italia uh, flight attendants uh, to participate in the bachelor party and uh, have a big old time. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I think it's a great idea. I don't. I don't think my my son's fiance will care for that idea. Too well, much. it's a bachelor party, <laughs> and you know these these uh, oh bachelor oh yeah these that, poor saps are out of work. You got to help them out, right? We're yep. just. Yeah, uh, doing the, the you know just being good neighbors, right, Dennis? Help me out here. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's an idea. It's a unique idea. Uh, you know, as a venue, what other unique ways could you possibly use aviation to get married? There's a few. There's an entire list. This writer uh, shared as part of that article about that couple that got hitched at the airport. We'll share them with you next, right here on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. 
Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I'm so this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis, uh, Tom, helping us out as well. And now we have Captain Keith on the line. He's traveling, so he's on the phone. But we do have him. Keith, how are you, buddy? What's going on? Hey, man, I'm doing. I'm doing fantastic. All right, it's a good. Beautiful day. All right, so we needed to get you on because Tom just mentioned something about. Uh, you know, his son who works with you there at Flight Training Professionals, and he thought, hey, if we get Keith on the phone, maybe we can just uh, hook up our own little wedding uh, celebration right there at the airport at Orlando Executive, where you're based out of. What do you think? Well, that would be a wonderful idea. Yeah. Uh, we could do it amidst the construction project that's happening. Okay. All right. So there there could if, be. I wonder if his bride would would like that. Well, Tom, what do you think? Well, it's not until next November. So oh, okay, you, you we got, got time. They got time got to thir- build everything. You got 13 months. Right. Lucky 13. Oh, you have a nice new tarmac this, that yeah. you can set up the tents on. Possibly. Yep. Yeah. So, That's right. Yeah. What, what are they doing at the airport? Putting in another runway or something or what? What are they doing? No, this is a uh, resurfacing of the ramp project. Okay. So... So it, life is going to be pretty miserable for a while. Uh, right. But in 13 months, it might make an awesome dance floor. What do you think for the reception of their wedding? Uh, I think it would. Okay. I think it would. Yeah. Have, maybe one of the hangers would be a little bit nicer than the actual tarmac. Well, that that would be at least, uh, you know, someplace for, you know, a portion of the ceremony, whether it's the ceremony or the reception in the hangar. We'll, we'll put the cash bar in the hangar. How's that? Yeah. Can you do that or no? Well, you know, they frown on having alcohol at airports. Ah, that's right. They prefer to put the alcohol in the airplanes, not in the people. That's right. Okay, that's gotcha. Right. Yeah. Have they yes. ever done that before? Have you had a wedding there at the uh, Orlando Executive Airport before? Is this kind of a unique idea or what? Well, it, it has happened, uh, but many years ago, and the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority has kind of changed their mind on that a little bit, as well as Atlantic Aviation, who we uh get our property from yeah uh we used to, we had a uh, uh i think you were there greg we had that big event for the uh one of the hospitals here in town mm-hmm. and uh, we actually did have a cash bar and, or and so forth there but uh since that time they have stopped all of the other operations like that mm. for liability reasons so uh, it's a friggin' lawyers got in the way and insurance companies Ah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, they take the fun out of everything, don't they? That's just what they do. Well, you know, unfortunately, what happens is people begin to walk away from the event and start walking around on the ramp and and 
looking at airplanes because people want to look at airplanes. Right. And, and then they, hey, 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 let's go jump in this one and go flying down to South Florida. What do you think? Come on, I'm ready. Oh, no, I haven't been ringing. That kind of stuff? Exactly. Okay. That kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I get it. Well, so you have to have a dry wedding. And I don't know. Your son probably wouldn't go for that, I'm guessing. Is that right, Tom? Just how well, I know yeah. you and your margarita mix. Mixing. Well, that's true. But no, actually, Andrew doesn't even doesn't even. He's not even a teetotaler. He doesn't drink at all. He just has his protein shakes, and he's he's a happy camper. Yeah, but, well, but you could save a lot uh, on the expenses if you have no no bar at right, the wedding. But, yeah. but yeah. you forget Tom is going to be there. His, it's about Tom, not about him. Drinks so. though. Uh, what? <laughs> but don't drinks that don't, he has. don't spike him. Yeah. Them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. There's a few ideas there. Uh, mostly bad ones. So we'll just leave it at that, I guess. But uh, as far as unique ways to use aviation, uh, you know, for a wedding or or your airplane or that kind of thing, um, you know, this uh, story that we picked up uh, from AOPA, what, what's her name there, Dennis? Did you see that? It was, uh, I think, Catherine. It was Kayla McLeod that wrote the article. Right. There you go. And she wrote a whole list of other ideas. And I'm wondering, like, are these like wish lists that she came up with? Because some of them are pretty, uh, I don't know, I, I've never heard some of Some are quite elaborate, yes. Exactly. You know, uh, some are, are a little bit more common sense. Like, you know, if you want, want to have a little uh, private ceremony, consider going up in a small aircraft, have a pilot, have a friend who's going to take pictures, and, you know, they're in on the thing, and then you're going up for a sightseeing flight, and then, what, halfway through the flight, like, uh, hey, by the way, and then, you know, you're up there and you propose while you're in the airplane. You know, that's that's fairly straightforward, but a good idea. But then it starts getting a little bit more elaborate. Now, you've got this list in front of you, too, Dennis. I do. So the next one is a seaplane wedding. What does it say? Well, kind of the same thing as a grass strip, but just wetter. Yeah. Um, to have the bride come in in a float plane, which should be cool if you have access to a float plane. And, you know, go. they recommended Florida's uh, Tavers uh, seaplane base, but I suppose Jack's or, you know, even uh, any sort of a resort that you could have a dock, you know, fly in by float plane. Right. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. And then there's the uh, backcountry. Well, to vary, sorry. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm yes. still new to the area. I haven't learned <laughs> all of hey, At least I got a Mockley down. That one took a while. Okay. We'll give them that. Okay. Then there's this other one, a backcountry proposal. Same type of deal. You fly out in the backcountry and propose. And if she says no, you leave her and take off. Is that a way? Or maybe I added that part. Uh, yeah. And then uh, what? A fly-in proposal. What, what's that one there, Dennis? Well, basically, you have your friend come to a, like an air show or a fly-in, and you you pop the question while a friend of yours is you know pretending that they're you know taking pictures of the fly-in. Oh, right. uh, so that yeah. way, you know, you kind of can pop it, pop the question and they don't realize that there's a setup because, you know, hey, the cameraman's just taking pictures. Yeah. So that that could be kind of clever. Right. I do like the the next one, though, is a checklist proposal. So right. if you if your partner's also a pilot, you, you modify your checklist and you insert a line item, marry me, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, throw that in there and. Right. Well, even if they're not uh, a pilot, they could help you with the checklist and just like, hey, I need you to kind of build that routine ahead of time that they're used to. Otherwise, they're like, why are you having me read this now? So it's going to be kind of the long play there. Well, I say you you do the checklist, you know, have the 10 items or whatever. And then, uh, oh, there's one more. Flip it over. And then it says, will you marry me or something like that? Yeah. That's that's the romantic in me coming out. You didn't think it existed, did you? But this next one, boy, this would take a lot of work. And uh, I want to know if any of you have ever heard of this 
idea where you plan a flight plan that uh, once you ran it, it would say, will you marry me? How, how do you, you have to pull? That's you, nuts. You, you go fly the airplane and then you send them the flight track in for flight. Yeah. Or flight aware, I should say. Uh-huh. And you can see the track. It's, you know, it's following your path as you were flying the flight. Right. So the trick would be to do that with them. Just load up this whole bunch of waypoints in there. Go out for a nice scenic flight. Come back to the airport. Hey, honey, let's take a look at our path and see what we did, you know, and see how we went, how high, how fast. And then here's the plat- path all plotted out. It says, marry me right on there on your phone. Yeah. How That's could you do that, cute. though? I mean, that would Easy. be, that's like skywriting or something, isn't it? Well, it's not. And now with the advent of, uh, you know, autopilots and flight, you can actually, there's websites that you can actually draw out and it'll create custom waypoints that you can just load that flight path into the panel on your airplane and the plane will do all the work for you. Hmm. So let the autopilot spell it out for you. Pretty much. Or yeah. just follow the flight plan, turn right, you know, turn left, and just follow that. So it can be done pretty easily. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, but I have a feeling by the time you fly, will you marry me? She's going to be barfing. And <laughs> Good point. Well, See? That's what I'm at a 90 degree bank. Well, <laughs> there's that. Okay. You got a plan. Right. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I'm getting pretty good just trying to figure out these landings. Increase altitude. Increase altitude. altitude. It always says it. No, I'm trying to land. Terrain alert. I know there's terrain. I'm trying to land on the terrain. Terrain alert. Pull up. I will not. I am my own person. Pull up. Terrain alert. Pull up. Terrain alert. Damn it. Landing unsuccessful. Yeah, I saw you, freaking dog. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and Tom and Keith, even. Uh, so we got a full crew, plenty of uh, high power pilot instruction on uh, on board today. So you might even pick up a you know knowledge nugget or two 
as we navigate the latest aviation news and information and maybe give you a few ideas on how to get hitched and combine your passion for aviation and, uh, you know, getting married. I mean, all of us have been there, done that. So this is really for our kids, our friends, you know, or people we don't like. We may want to take some of the, you know, less ideal ideas and pass them along and just watch the wreckage. What do you think? Is that just me, Dennis, or you? Come on. It's you're just on you. Me. Yeah, you're a liar. Uh, but I don't know. Keith, you've uh, seen this stuff. I mean, um, you know, doing something like a fly-in for a wedding, have you had anything similar or have heard of other places to do something like that or participated in one that you can share with us today or no? What? Sure. There's actually a place in Geneva, Florida, that uh, is a grass runway that you can fly in. And I had uh, a friend of mine flew in, and the hangar at the this little grass strip opens up you open up the hangar doors and it's a 50s style town and uh that's where the dance floor is and it's a it's pretty nice setting to have a wedding the wedding actually happens outside if it's not raining yeah but what Uh, do you mean 50 style town what are you flying back in time like back to the future or something what i don't get it really exactly yep so the hangar is uh, like all decked out in 50s paraphernalia is that what you mean correct okay that is correct Interesting. That sounds like fun. And yeah, it was uh, it was a very nice time uh, when I was there. It was a gorgeous evening, and uh, now unfortunately that marriage ended in divorce. But uh, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean anything about the airport area. But well, I'll tell yeah. you what. I think uh, maybe w- you apply the season uh, to the location. I mean, you know, tomorrow's Halloween. You take up your better half and you fly to this place in Geneva and you act like you went through a wormhole and then you act like you're totally fine with the fact that everything around you is all, you know, 1950s and uh, you start saying, yeah, I'm hip to their jive. You know, you get the lingo going and see if you can't freak out your, uh, your, your passengers that way. That'd be a good Halloween prank to pull. You with me, Dennis? Come on, well, let's do it. There was a movie that had that kind of premise, uh, The Final Countdown, uh, back where the uh, uh, the F-14 Tomcats flew through some sort of a weird storm and wound up uh, right before the start of World War II and the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Right. So, you know, we've seen this done. It'd be a little harder to pull off, although we still have a lot of uh, storms here in Florida that we can, you know, just go through a little rain shower and pretend. Absolutely. We could pull it off. Keith, what do you think? Sure. Okay. He's game. We don't have little rainstorms in Florida. We have a lot of heavy ones. Right. That'll just help you sell it that much better. So there's your little Halloween idea tip. You know, and if someone ends up getting hurt, don't blame us. We uh, we don't encourage this kind of stuff. I think a better Halloween prank would be to fly what somebody thinks is a body around in the back of an airplane. Wait, excuse me? (laughs) What? What are you doing? A weekend at Bernie's? (laughs) Yes. Uh, have put somebody in a body bag. Yeah, and tell you know, them you're making you get, a delivery yeah, or something. Have, oh. No, just tell them that you have to deliver the body. Oh wow! And and then you uh, you know they're in a body bag, and as you climb at altitude, you know the 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 body begins to do things like you know expels gas, and and then also <laughs> sometimes they sit up. Ah, there's that right. They, 
they they moan and things like that, and I think that would be a blast to do to somebody. I think that would freak somebody out pretty much. Sure, it, make sure you do it at night too, just to make it even creepier. Yeah, and, and then oh, yeah. you you tell Absolutely. them, oh, by the way, you know me as Captain Keith, but uh, my air name is Dexter. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, there's a, a lot of ways you can get creative uh, for the season for sure. So you know, uh, take whichever ones you want and do with them what you will. And uh, please tell us how it went. And don't blame us if anyone gets hurt. <laughs> that's that's the key uh, to all this, because it's, it's all fun until it all goes to crap. You know what I mean, right? But, uh, but the good news to report today, though, is that Dennis literally is, uh, I mean, I don't know, you've already started up your Mooney 201 with the new over, overly hauled engine from Pinnacle Aircraft Engines now, right? That is correct. We have hit a new milestone. We are now just waiting to get the annual inspection completed. But uh, over the weekend, after after we aired, uh, we finished all of the hookups, all of the uh, cabling, wiring, everything, and rolled the Mooney out of the hangar on its own two feet and with the propeller attached and went out and ran that engine for the first time. Nice. And oh, it felt so nice to finally see this thing, you know, running again. It's like starting to feel like an airplane. It's been sitting in the hangar for so long collecting dust that, you know, you start to wonder, will this ever fly? And, you know, we're so close now and it sounded so nice. And, and honestly, it did feel smoother. I mean, granted, I'm just, you know, ran it just out in the driveway there mm-hmm. for, you know, just two, three minutes, just enough to make sure that everything worked and to do some leak checks and stuff. Um, I'll post videos and some pictures up on the website here as I get some time to edit it up. But uh, one of the neighbors actually hopped on the wing and, and hopped in the cockpit after we got it running so he could, uh, you know, look over my shoulder and check the instruments and make sure while I'm, you know, like, you know, running the prop, I wanted to make sure that the, the blades would, would move and everything because there was no oil out in that prop hub, no oil in the oil cooler. So, we had to, you know, put a lot of extra oil in the system, uh, knowing that we were going to use up probably two quarts, just you know, filling the lines up and getting that prop hub, hmm. and everything worked. And he, you know, the amazing thing is, we had all of these, you know, hoses, wires, cables, things, all had to come off. And you know, myself and a couple of the other neighbors have all, you know, kind of teamed up. Kind of, I call it the Amish barn raising, but you know, we we got everything back together. And everything freaking works. How about that? All, all, you know, the oil pressure came up right away. We could see it as we were cranking. So that sensor is working. We have fuel pressure. Uh, you know, the oil temperature was starting to rise. The engine monitor was showing everything. And even the fuel flow that uh, we finally got incorporated into this airplane, uh, even that was recording. So it's I'm just ecstatic. Well, it could uh, I happen. to go fly well- it. You you could be flying this uh, tomorrow on Halloween. Is that possible? Uh, that is still the plan here. Hopefully, okay. we can get in the air. It's just uh, all going to ma- you know it depends on how quickly the mechanic can finish up his inspection and and sign it off. What do you think, so, Keith? Uh, what, what's the scare factor for Dennis flying a you know a plane with a brand new engine that's never been in the air before? Well, anytime you're flying a brand new engine, you know you, you got a break in period that anything could happen. So. And typically things need to be set and, you know, like fuel flows and stuff like that, especially with carburetor engines. And even the newer engines with the uh, fuel injections, they need to be set a couple of times. So uh, just making sure everything goes goes smoothly. Yeah. Well, I mean, there'd be a a level of uh, anticipation and nervousness, I would think. Dennis, you feeling that? 
It is the season. It'll fit well. (laughs) Yeah, but I do feel a lot better about this uh, because I've seen this engine run, and we've already gone back in and made a bunch of adjustments to those things in the test cell before even putting it on the plane. So So you're feeling good about it and not spooked at all? No, not spooked. Not spooked. Okay, well, there you go. I'll have to do something. But I will ask for a big block airspace. Okay, there you go. Give them plenty of room, folks. More coming up. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Six bucks in my right nut says we're not landing in Chicago. Radio, Greg, a co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, Keith, and Tom, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information and talk about Dennis's Mooney 201 that's finally going to get back up in the air, possibly as early as tomorrow, the uh, first time in, I don't know, how many days? You've been counting them? That you've been grounded? Uh, I haven't counted the days, but it's been since March 16th, Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Okay, but hopefully by this Taco Tuesday, you'll be ready to go to Arcadia and uh, and do it up once again. Uh, but but it's been a while. Yeah. It has. Yeah. So, uh, what, six months at least, thereabouts, right? We'll go Just with that? About, yeah, a little over six months. Okay. All right. So, it's been a long time coming. Uh, he's hopefully going to you know fly off tomorrow and do his first test flights. And uh, you're just going to do it yourself. It'll be you, uh, you and your aircraft, self flying solo above yep, the runway. For the first flight, yeah. yep. For the first flight, I plan to just fly solo. Just you know, I I don't honestly do not have any reservations about this engine. Yeah, but just in case, you're you going to wear I'd a parachute. Risk. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but you know, it doesn't. They always say for test flights, only require crew members, and yeah. a single pilot airplane only requires one crew member. So See, uh, here's what I would do: is I'd let someone else fly it for you. <laughs> like, hey, Tom, come on and down. I got, I got to go fly my plane. I want to. Here's the thing: I trust myself with this airplane more so than I do anybody else. If you don't fly a Mooney regularly, um. There, there is some techniques to being able to fly it properly. Right. So, but isn't it like uh, you know, a king and his food tester? Uh, uh, Keith, you with me on this? Like, hey, fly it, make sure it doesn't, you know, stop flying. <laughs> I'd rather not be in the aircraft when it does that. Should he be concerned at all or no? What do you think? No, I mean, if it's if everything has been done properly, uh, it's, it's not a major concern. Yeah. Uh, it, but anytime you have something new when you're breaking it in, you know, an engine's not broken until you get about 25 hours on it. Um, so anytime you, you're you're flying it and it's fresh out of the package, so to speak, yeah, you just got to be very, very careful about watching everything and and any signs of trouble, you know, just pull it back in. 
Yeah. You got to revert to your emergency checklist. Just have it yep. handy. Right. Uh, and, and you know, Tom uh, works at Velocity Aircraft, uh, which is, a, you know, experimental aircraft. I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of this stuff all the time. So you see this quite a bit, I guess. Uh, and, I do. I see it all the time. Yeah. And, but, you know, it, again, it's uh, we go through the proper protocol procedures the, the night before I I go to what we're supposed to do the next day. And when I get to the airplane, I go to a, a thorough pre-flight, you know, half a dozen times, mm-hmm. do a walk around. And then, yeah, we have a procedure of what we do on the first flight, what we're going to do on the second flight. In the first 25 hours, you know, we stay just actually the first five hours, we stay pretty much right over Sebastian Airport. We'll climb the altitude and I'll do soil head temperatures, fuel flows and, you know, stuff like that, do control uh control things on the airplane like that, but right. mainly just stay over top of the airport or within gliding distance uh, over the shoreline by Sebastian and like just, just in case, but you know, and you know, knock on wood here for the last couple of years, I've never had a problem where like, Oh, I got to get back on a ground quick. Everything. If you do everything right. And Pinnacle does do everything right with their engines. Uh, right. Dennis shouldn't have any problems at all. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You're going to be uh, super alert uh, watching for any potential uh, hiccups. And uh, just what, flying the pattern for uh, for a little while or what, Dennis? I'm going to be sticking pretty close to the airport for that first hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've talked to JD at Pinnacle uh, at length about what, you know, what he wants to see for a break-in procedure on it. And, you know, we did do a couple hours of test runs. So we've got, you know, we're well on our way. At least it's not the first start. And, you know, we've we've done some pretty calibrated you know, power settings and whatnot. So what he wants to see is the first hour, we're going to run that airplane at 75% yeah. and keep it there. We're not going to be adjusting the power. So it's going to be literally takeoff climb set about 75% power and just fly. So I'll, I'll be making big circles, uh, you know, at probably at about 3000 feet, staying within a couple miles of the airport so that if we do see an oil pressure drop or something, you know, oil or cylinder head temps go way high, we can get the airplane back on the ground. Okay. But after that, after that first hour, then we got to go out and do another hour of flying, but this time we're going to vary the power between 65 and 75% every 10 minutes to really kind of exercise that engine and make sure we're developing proper pressure in the cylinders to get those rings to seat on each of the pistons. Mm -hmm. And after that, there's really no restrictions on the airplane for the next 25 hours other than don't do like touch and go landings. He doesn't want any abrupt power changes. So, you know, slamming it down and full firewall in the throttle, that's a no-go. So it'll be some cross-country work. So it sounds like uh, I got a few places to go and people to see. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Keith, are, are there any other things that you would recommend for someone like uh, Dennis who's breaking in a new engine like this? Or what do you think? No, I mean, that's what we do. Uh, I just did one of these just the other day, had a new engine installed. And so I've I circled the airport at 1,500 feet because um, I can't get to 3,000 feet with a class Bravo above us. Mm. And I do that for an hour, take it back down, let them uh, go through it, make sure there's not any leaks or anything that has to be adjusted. And then we take it out and we just do cross-country flying for, uh, I do 10 hours, and I vary the power every 30 minutes uh, to give it a good temperature boost at 75% power and then drop it down to 65% power. We just go back and forth. We do that for 10 hours. And then I just, I turn it loose for customers to fly, but only for cross-country flights. And hmm. I do that for 25 hours of cross-country flights. And I have found that this is the way I get the most use out of my engines 
uh, in a heavy flight training environment. Well, there you go. What do you think, Dennis? Is that kind of sync up with what you're thinking too that's exactly the pattern that i was planning and it's actually what uh, one of the uh, fbos did back in my uh, hometown you know back in minnesota they would actually advertise hey we just put a new engine in this airplane so we're going to offer a discount on uh rental for this airplane under the condition that you only go cross country with it so they get customers to pay for that cross country time and you know with the the stipulation that you only run it at high power settings and they they break in their engines and they get a lot better life out of them. Well, there you go. And, you know, last week I mentioned this on the air. And, Keith, maybe you can uh, chime in and see if there's any truth to it. But uh, his cross-country, if he does some of this starting tomorrow after the initial flight, uh, can he go trick-or-treating from FBO to FBO across the U.S.? What do you think? Yes, he can. All right. See? Will he get any candy, though, is the question. <laughs> Yes, no, but I'll, pro- <laughs> Which, I'll probably get charged a ramp fee. Yeah, well, so it better be really good candy. Uh, you got any suggestions? Who? What FBO has the best Halloween candy tomorrow? You got any predictions on that, Keith? That I don't have predictions on. Yeah, okay. But uh, they all have candy sitting out there, so. Pretty much year-round, don't they? Yes. Okay, see? But it's not going to be free because, you know, he is going to have to pay some landing fees and so on and so forth, so. Well, that's you know, the trick but, uh, to his treat for his well, treat. Well, maybe I needed the appropriate <laughs> yes. costume. I mean, I, I suppose if I come in dressed up as a uh, Charlie Brown ghost, I'm probably going to get the the, the rock. But, uh, you know, maybe we need to come up with some creative costume. I think uh, maybe uh, I can borrow my son's Tyrannosaurus Rex and well, try to hop out of the airplane as a T-Rex. You could do that. I, I think whatever costume you have, it should uh, involve a cape and just say, hey, I just flew no, in. Like, no, really? No capes. Wow. No, I mean, but that would kind of go with what you're doing. You don't think, Dennis? But didn't you learn anything from The Incredibles? No capes. Well, okay, I guess there's that. Tom? I think you should go as Red Baron. The Red Baron, okay. (laughs) Snoopy and the Red Baron. All right. Get the silk scarf and the big goggles. Right. You know what? I'm going to go as a pilot. (laughs) One way or another, I'm going to become one, even if it's just a costume. That's probably pushing it. (laughs) All I need to do is uh, things wear things that will never happen. Yeah, I, get, I just got to wear clothes. That's it. That's it. there's not much to it, right? I'll probably well, throw on a, a nice, uh, nice white shirt with the epaulets, Greg. I'm going to throw on a cape just for the hell of it, though, just to kind of fit in or maybe stand out. That's just me. Okay, you guys don't support me. Fine. All right. What kind well, of instructors come out are you? And we might actually believe you. Yeah. Okay. And that'll do it on our pre-Halloween edition of the Big Show. Till next time. Remember. There is no better high than learning to fly. fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 